0: It's a huge game on Friday night at the SCG oh, yes. uh, with the Swans taking on G-Long in a, the grand final replay-replay, um, which uh, will go down, in, in your mind, as the greatest grand final that's ever been played was. Well...
1: Okay. No, well played? There's none better... I'm the only one that thinks that apart from the players. Abs-
0: no, not even the players? I mean, they just thought <laughs> it was good. They didn't think it was that good. I, I, you know, Joel Seld had a nice day. Anyway, um, huge... Yeah, as I said, huge game, and well, weren't the Swans just terrific on the weekend, uh, smashing the Eagles? And but yep. our next guest, um, that was that was just chicken fodder for what he did in, throughout his career. And there was a patch in nineteen eighty seven that the Swans went two hundred and one, two hundred and thirty six, and then ninety eight in three consecutive weeks.
1: And this fellow was getting what forty plus,
0: <laughs> and kicking like bags. And that's uh, <laughs> Barry Mitchell, and he joins us. G'day, Barry.
2: Good mate. How are
1: you? Yeah,
0: fantastic, mate. Uh, so good to, to to chat, especially this week when the Swans uh, brought up another double century at the SCG. But uh, as I said, that's nothing on what you did.
2: <laughs> well, it's a few years ago that uh, yeah, the Swans team that I played in managed to put sort of three together there. I think the third week we only kicked one ninety-eight. and Tommy Hafey was wasn't overly happy that we didn't get the double century. <laughs>
1: But anyway, <laughs> that's how it was. Well, it was here, mate. Thanks for joining us. Um, no worries. In those, uh, in those days, there's no doubt you would have... Is, is that when you were getting 40-plus a game touches in the midfield? You were dominating. I don't
2: know about that, but um, we had a pretty good team. Um, oh, very good team, actually. Oh. Uh, but I think that year after that run, we didn't win a game. I think... Um, we played Fitzroy in the last game and got beaten, lost both our finals, so put a bit of a dent on the um, what was probably you know three weeks of pure footy. Really, I suppose to score like that was um, unbelievable.
0: You, you might not have had a you might not have had a bit of time to think about it uh, between now and now. But how did it, how did that work out? I mean, how were you scoring um, so well?
2: By the time we got to the finals, I think um, <clears throat> we got, had a few players out. We probably got through the years; those couple of years with not having to play too many players. The team was pretty settled. So Mm. then, I think in those days uh, we we didn't get any home finals either. So we're obviously, I think, we're a better team in Sydney. The numbers would show that, and we sort of um, went out in straight sets, and uh, what was uh, probably a disappointing ending to a, a good couple of years for us.
1: And uh, nowadays, you've, you've uh, watched your young bloke win at Brownlow and uh, at Collingwood now, you're probably watching uh, another famous player's son getting close to uh, winning one. Uh, what's that like and how's uh, how's Collingwood looking in your eyes? You must enjoy sort of their footy. Oh,
2: Nick Dacos we're talking about? All yeah, yeah. <laughs> well,
1: they're all good,
2: aren't they? Yeah, no, they're both pretty good. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's it's probably been a good move for Tommy. Yet. Look, he's had a couple of good clubs to play for. He's done pretty well wherever he's been. So um, it's good to watch him now. Um, they're a pretty exciting team to watch as well. And Nick Dacos is a very special player that's been able to come into the game. And uh, you yeah, know, not too many have been able to um, perform how he has uh, in his second year and even in his first year. But I think for Collingwood, they're a very even team. And whilst he gets, you know, due portents, I think... Um
1: Yeah, and is that, um, I mean, finals time, that's that's the type of footy too that would, would stand up?
2: I think so. I mean, I think they play with great spirit. Um, yeah, probably there's been a couple of times, Adelaide the first time they kicked themselves out of it probably, and every time you see them teams not take their opportunities against Collingwood, you think, oh well, look out, because they'll probably be coming, and um, normally they do, but I mean, finals was different, and you got to get there, but they've set the year up pretty well, I think the coach has got a great way with the players, he seems to have been able to bring out the best in a lot of them, so um, I think that's an untapped talent that, that he has, I think one thing about being a good, great coach is getting the players to play to the best of their ability, and the team, to not worry about who gets applauded plaudits, um, uh, and if you see the spirit they play with, I think that's one of the secrets that potents not a
0: secret it's an obvious thing the club have got so it's great to watch it is it is I mean you, 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 the you're an underrated family uh, I feel uh, you you and Tom mean um, you you had a sensational career 221 games and you nearly won all the medals um, what, playing state footy though was that just uh, during your time it would have been at its highest peak and um, just really good rivalry what was what was it like playing with the best?
2: Yeah, no, that was good. That was good. I sort of um, came in on the back of... Obviously, Diesel was playing and Jared Healy, uh, David Murphy. They were probably mainstays by the time I got in. Um, And other guys that played were... You know, David Bolton was a very good player, a very underrated player. Bernard Tiri was very good. So we actually had, you know, quite a good... um, What do you call it? Group of players that played. Um, I loved it, yeah. When I first went to training... um, you yeah, you have your moments where you pinch yourself. And you no, know, I love playing with Dale Waitman. I mean, when I was a kid, he was my favourite, and then I had to play against him. But worse than that, I had to room with him. That was even harder. <laughs>
1: a live poster on your wall.
2: Yeah, he was a great player. Um, look, he was a lot like Greg Williams, really. Beautifully skilled, tough, bit obviously smaller, but um, and very aggressive for a little fella. So... Yeah, it was great to play. I remember we played against, I think, South Australia at the MCG, and um, the forward line was Ablett, Dana Hurt, Dunstall, Lockett. Mm. Uh, pretty solid forward line. Um, I squeezed in there to the pocket, and I think I went off about the 20-minute mark the first quarter. and didn't come on until the last quarter, so I had a good view of it. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> but you also played for, I mean, I'm not too sure if it was, uh, it was the only time they did play, but you also played for New South Wales. Um, yeah. Obviously, Bernard from Yarrawonga, you, you're right on the border there, But um, and a famous game at the SCP yes. where you knocked off the Victorians.
1: Longmire.
2: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm still very friendly with Neil Danaher. Obviously, um, I still correspond with Neil, which is great, and we say that, you know, that win was probably Victoria's lowest there I suppose, but. What happened that night Is all the Sydney players Could play for New South Wales Because we played for the Swans So mm. even though we were, Well I was Victorian But I actually played For New South Wales ah,
0: So worked I think
2: Johnny Longmore Kicked eight goals yes. That night And um, it was a bit of a wet night Anyway We went back for A couple of refreshments And they said Oh the other bloke over there Who didn't play Is better and I said Oh yeah for sure And they said What's his name I said What's his name and they said Oh that's Wayne Carey
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: And uh, I think they were right But yeah. uh, it was a great night Obviously, and for New South Wales, well, those, although it didn't, um, you know, if it was now, I think we would have much more of a reaction than it was then, but um, it was a muddy night as well, so mm. Mm. Uh, I don't think Teddy Whitten and the boys were too happy that
0: night. No, no, it wasn't, but it was also historic uh, with Anthony, Chris, Neil and Terry Downing who all playing in the one game. I mean, I know that happened for the Bombers on one occasion, so yeah. seeing all four of them there would have been awesome.
2: Yeah, it was great. I mean, they're a great footy family. They're great, great people. Um, They're very engaging and friendly people. Um, So that was great. It it was funny that, um, you know, to play in that with those four brothers, to be a part of it with other Swans guys, you know, to beat Victoria at the SCG, it probably was a, a great night. It's not something I look back on, but I can almost remember it now, now that we talk about it, so... Always great to look back and to have played with Neil and, and Terry. Um, I'll play with Anthony at the Swans, of course, and, and Chris. So Chris is probably the unsung hero, but he was a very good player too. And to look back,
1: just to your time at the Swans, um, sort of, we've just had David Rhys-Jones on and uh, he was part of the South Melbourne to, to Swans movement, but to, uh, to sort of set the culture there, um, you must look back, given that how strong they are now culture-wise and how they're looking now, you, you look back...
2: They've been a great club. Um, I was I went in the under-19s in 1984 with my brother, Trevor. Um, and then I played uh, first year in the under-19s. And then the next year, I played seven in the 19s, five in the reserves, and then I was into the seniors. I didn't actually know any of the players because we were training in Melbourne and they were training in Sydney. I knew of them, but they didn't really know of me. No. So I think the first game was a night game. I had to go around and introduce myself, which is pretty funny. <laughs> But they
0: thought a kid had got into the room, so he's his kid, and I said, I'm actually playing, boy. so well.. Uh, <laughs> nice to meet us all. <laughs> Very cool. Um, well, let's, let's turn it to, uh, to Friday night, Barry, uh, the grand final replay replay. It uh, should be a terrific event. Obviously, Swan's coming off a, a massive score, massive win against the Eagles, and the Cats uh, coming off a big win um, against Melbourne. Um, how are we seen this game?
2: Well, I know one thing, you can't beat Geelong at Geelong. That's one thing I do know, regardless of who plays. I mean, Dangerfield didn't play and Cameron got knocked out. um, And they still went on to win. So I don't know what it is down there, but um, they certainly know how to win. And and the Swans had a great win um, in Sydney. I I actually went and watched my other boy play in in Bansdale, My son Will plays in Bansdale, so we were down there. And um, come back, and when I saw the score, I couldn't believe it. Mm. I actually feel a bit for the Eagles. you know, their injuries, etc. But, you know, you don't give anyone, a, a, don't give a sucker a, a second look or whatever that saying is. But um, I'll make one up. That uh, sounds good. Obviously, it's going to be a great game because Sydney, I reckon, out of that, probably got some momentum. Um, both teams have had their, their struggles this year in terms of where they finished last year and where they are now. So I think it's going to be um, probably a game that's going to define whether one can make the finals or not.
0: Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know, last time Sydney scored 200, I mean, you, you were there, they scored 236. Uh, will they do that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, not against Geelong. You're lucky to score 36
2: against them. <laughs> uh, no, I but I think, um you know, Geelong are such a good team uh, at being able to, I suppose... You know, with everyone going out with Selwood and Dangerfield and Cameron, what it showed last week is they have got enough talent, because often the stars get talked about the most, but you know, Max Holmes is a good player, um, you know, uh, all their new younger guys are probably getting a little bit more opportunity now, even Guthrie's out, so for them and for Chris Scott, I think it shows that it's not just about the big names, that they've actually got a fair bit of depth, and for the Swans, they're probably... Yeah, a lot, a lot gets talked about about Buddy Franklin, and I reckon he just gets, I think the media are a bit harsh on him. You know, when I watch him play, they don't kick the ball to him as much as they used to. Obviously, he's old. But, um, mm. you know, he's still a very dangerous player, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure if you would asked 18 teams would you play Buddy Franklin, they'd all say yes. But, you yeah, is is a great game, so that should be great.
0: Fantastic. You know, just just quickly, uh, before we wrap it up, uh, Barry, who, who's your tip in it?
2: <laughs> well, I'll say the Swans. Um, I'll go with the Swans. Um, my old team. Yep. Tom's old team, and um, obviously, Tom's still mates with a lot of guys, and yeah, you know, I hope they do well. Yeah, uh, great.
0: Fantastic. Hey, we'll, we'll leave it there, Barry. Hopefully, we can uh, get you on again because I mean, yeah, you've had a fascinating career, and. Uh, we don't we clearly have enough time to get all, uh, all through it, but uh, really appreciate you giving us some of your time.
2: No worries.
0: Thanks. Uh, nice chat, boys. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Good man. Barry Mitchell there.